I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. It is Tuesday, May 24th. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, Dan Santaramita here with you on this episode to discuss Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics. Game 4, a Celtics domination, a total walkover. Celtics lead by 18 at the end of the first quarter, and truly, from second 1 to second 48 times 60, uh, they were never, ever, ever threatened in that game. And so we go back to Miami with this series all tied up at two. My question to you, Brandon Funston, to start things off here is, are we going to get a close game in this series? Are we going to get, if the series is two to two, we're now in a best of three situation. That's fun. But are we going to get a game itself that's fun to watch? Yeah, this is uh, basically 20 minutes of of us pretending like we know what we're talking about with this series. (laughs) Because does anybody have any idea? I mean, we're splitting, you know, we're splitting home and homes here. And, uh, you know, there's there's blowouts on both ends and there's all kinds of injuries. And, uh, you know, and Vegas has this as a one point game. So, you know, Vegas is saying it's going to be a close game. Um, I'd like to think that we're going to get one. I'm going to I'm going to kind of feel in my heart like we are going to get one but i do that all the time and then we get these <laughs> get these blowout games so i i, I don't know and and it's i i'm not and you, the problem with these games like that like we had the other night is just you can't you can't glean a whole lot from that i mean once once yeah. it's out of hand it's there's playing out of string and i just tune out i i mean like it's mm-hmm. not there's nothing there it's not fun watching a team just basically playing to the end of the clock you know um so, uh, but hopefully we get a closer game. I'm not here to say that I know that that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I- I'm right there with you. There has, you guys, I mean, there has not been one game in this series, Dan, that has entered the fourth quarter with a single-digit deficit. Ugh. So that game, the game three ended up uh, Miami victory by six, but they were up by 15 going into the fourth quarter, and that has been the narrowest deficit that we've had going into a fourth quarter in this series. Oy, oy, not a pretty picture. It's <laughs> it's funny, too, because I remember when we were recording going into game uh, four, and it just felt like there were so many uncertainties, and it actually, in retrospect, was probably the easiest game to pick. <laughs> you know, and I, I wish I, yeah. I was I was on the Victor Oladipo thing and I wish I'd said, well, the odds are Miami probably can't score. Right. Like everything we're pointing to. I should have said, oh, uh-huh. Miami team under. I at least avoided the over bet in that one. I think I might go back here in game <laughs> five. But it's it's just such a weird and the whole round of the playoffs throwing the Western Conference with a three oh series. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, Golden State had that big comeback, but even that one didn't really end up going down to the wire. It was over with about two minutes to go. I, I feel like um, this playoffs has been like a tease of, oh, these matchups are going to be great. And it's just, eh, uh-huh. eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, Like I said, East is 2-2. So, like, on paper, yeah. that's great. 
that's fun, but the games themselves have been you know total domination regardless of who has won them. If you are looking for our take on Golden State Dallas Game Four, uh, which is later tonight as we are recording this, we do have an episode on that. Just a couple back in the feed. Go look for our previous NBA episode, and there you will get our picks for Golden State and Dallas. Nothing has changed there, guys. In case you're curious, at least in terms of the lines, Dallas uh, one and a half point favorites. They try to stave off elimination two fifteen and a half the total in that game. We're here to look at Eastern Conference Finals Game Five. Uh, so Celtics go on the road and are favored by one and a half points. As you said, Funston, in the game where the oddsmakers are at least saying they're it's going to be closer. Maybe they're just throwing up their hands and saying. I don't know. Boston's the better team. Let's just install them as small favorites and see what happens. 203.5 the total on this game. That was the total from game one of this series. It's been going back and forth between 203.5 and 207.5. That's the band within which the totals have lived in this series. So, Dan, I'll start with you just because you referenced maybe you go back to the over here with it back down at 203.5. The thing I think I like in this one, you guys, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Uh, this is it's Boston time. I think I think the series has two games left in it, and they're both Boston victories. Wow. So I do like Boston minus one and a half. That's interesting to me because I I feel like Boston, and you look back at the Milwaukee series. It was every other game on and off. Like they haven't been consistent mm-hmm. since yep. the Brooklyn yep. series. They won game six and seven. That's the only consecutive games they won since that first round. It's been win loss, win loss, a lot of ugly losses, some collapses. You know, some blowout wins in there too. This Boston team, I, I know you like them, but man, I I don't trust them as far as I could throw them. It's it's just, it hasn't been there. I know we've talked about every one of these teams in the Final Four have been a little bit up and down. Golden State seems to be playing better now, but the Memphis series was there was some some pock marks. What's interesting to me is the two o three and a half. I think I think I have to go back to the over. Game four, you can write off as Miami with all the injuries that you know Butler played more minutes than I think he should have. Honestly, had no reason for him to play the second half at that point. The way that game was going, mm-hmm. but that was an the game with the two one lead. They got home court back. They knew they could win win in Florida if they needed to. That made sense for them to throw up a stinker. You know, and in retrospect, I probably should have mm-hmm. seen that coming in more ways. We than talked one. about that on yeah. We talked about that on the show on Monday, right? So, I think the eighty-two points and all that that they put up—that's fine. Two or three and a half. When Miami has to score at home, you feel like a, feel a little better. They're probably going to be a little bit healthier, I would think, um, than they were in Game Four. It's just such a low number, and. When these teams were healthy in the first three games, it was a number they were going way past, right? The 207.5 in game three was close, but this is now 203.5. I, I just, I, it seems like Miami knowing they need this game, this is not a game they're going to tank like they did in game four. Yeah, I mean, Beller, you've been you've been consistent on Boston. It hasn't meant anything, in, in, in really. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why I like him again. You sort of have to just like sort of stick with what you believe in the overall yeah, picture. In the overall picture, series wise, yeah. but I, I, like I'm trying to think back to Milwaukee. Did they they did they win the final two games? Were they down three two yes. and ended up winning? Yeah. Yes. So yes. I mean, but until then, they've been ping pong, and when you and they'll have a great game, and you'll think, okay, this is this is time for them to roll, and then it just doesn't happen. So. I'm, you know, I kind of am going to go in the Dan direction. I don't, I don't actually don't know if this was your direction. You took the over. I don't know if you took Miami to, to win back at home, but like, 
I just feel like that's kind of the nature, the personality of the series is one team gets knocked in the face, they get back up and, and reestablish themselves. So I like Miami. The Chumbawamba series. Yeah. Yeah. You get back, you get back up again. Yeah, that's right. Um, and plus, they're going to get plus 100 on the money line. I mean, it, it, when you got a one-point game and you you know, and you know, like the team to win, it's take the money line. So uh, get plus 100 on that. I'm, I'm going to back Miami in this one. Uh, I mean, it, like, it, it makes sense that we're, like, retrenching into our corners because of the way the series has gone. It, it just, right? I mean, that just, yeah. like, we're, like we, there's, is, there's nothing we can take from the way the first four games have gone just because they've been, it's been, I mean, the, the, the winning teams in these four games certainly deserve credit for what they've done, but there's been just as much of the losing team just playing poorly, flat out poorly, that it's hard to say, it's hard to say Boston did this, this, and this, or Miami did this, this, and this, and their two wins, and that we can then take that and spin that forward into how they can apply those things in game five, six, and if necessary, seven, and that's why we think Miami this, Boston that. It's just, it, it hasn't been that type of series. It's rare to see that in the conference finals, but that's what we're seeing play out before our eyes. Like, at least if you, you juxtapose it against the Western Conference finals, you know, we've seen Golden State's defense be able to contain a team that is a true one-player team. And that's something and that, that is a very simple explanation of one of the things we've seen in Golden State-Dallas uh, series, but we have seen it, and then we can use that to apply it to, well, then, can Golden State just take care of business and close things out with a sweep, getting one and a half at, uh, on the road in game four? Or does that mean you know Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney-Smith or Jalen Brunson is going to have to step up, and because of that, I like his points prop in game four? We can draw those sorts of straight lines in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think we have any of those sorts of straight lines. It's all it's all curved lines in this Boston-Miami series. Yeah, although I'm – yeah. I you know, It's funny. You mentioned Reggie Bullock, and he had that – O for game that we were talking about, and then we were kind of like, then we were all on Max Struess in the last game, <laughs> and he had a that's, Reggie Bullock game. I mean, he had that perfect. Reg- yeah, that's perfect, right? We I'll thought that was what, the one though. straight line in this series, and zero points. You know, the early blowout, but I'm heartened by the fact that he played 14 minutes and jacked seven shots, yeah. four three pointers, <laughs> and I'm like, just watching early on a couple of in and outs that looked like they were going in, and I'm like, okay, so I could gain a couple points on this on this player prop. It drops down to 11 and a half. I'll be over on that one if we're oh. diving into the player prop side of things. I'm going to be back on the the streets horse here. Well, so that's that's what I'm thinking about with this game too. Is that we are seeing so much reaction to each individual game. And to a certain extent, that makes some sense in a playoff series because you're playing the same team. You play them, you got a night off. You play the team again, you get a night off. You play the team again, you get a night off. These teams know each other insanely well at this point, not to mention the the regular season meetings, uh, professional coaches breaking down tape, game after game after game, drilling in what you need to do. And so it makes some sense that there would be some reactions, uh, especially earlier in the series, because yeah, it's where we sort of find our footing and think, all right, we've seen a couple of games. Now we can you know reasonably expect the remainder of the series to go in X direction. The, over, the, the reactions in this series are just, I, I think they're too wide of swings because of, of those the lack of those straight lines. And so you look at Max Struess. We were talking about a guy who was 13 and a half as his over-under at minus 115 in game th- in game four. He goes for an over, but as you say, Funston, he gets up all those shots, and now he's down to 11 and a half plus 100. That's an overreaction. Jalen Brown was at 25 and a half minus 125 in game four. He does not do much in the way of scoring in Boston's victory. It's a game that Boston controlled throughout and didn't really need anything from anyone in the second half. He comes down to 24 and a half plus 100. 
Those feel like overreactions to me. I'm going to be back on those guys for their scoring again in game four, game five, excuse me. Yeah. I think it's interesting you're talking about the movement. Uh, how about Bam? That's another one with some movement after a big uh, was a big uh, game three. <laughs> I, I love I love the game three where we talked about going in like it's been all Jimmy Butler and, and Bam's not a guy that you can really just you know say crank up the offense and then <laughs> and we're 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 in agreement and then he goes out and scores thirty and Jimmy Butler I think was in single digits that game that was. It's crazy. So I still think we're right about that. <laughs> I just, I do too. Bam, yeah. Bam's going to have those scoring games, but you can't. You don't. You don't draw up offense for for Bam. Yeah, Bam. he's fifteen and a half on point, <laughs> and kind of yeah. he's actually kind of stuck there. You know, he's been in uh-huh. kind of that range. So, and the um, over sitting at minus one twenty for him, the under at minus one hundred five, and so on that fifteen and a half point mark. And uh, Jason Tatum, here's another one. Yeah, twenty and a half. That's where he's been basically all series. But now we're down at one hundred five instead of what minus one twenty five, minus one thirty, where he's been for most of the series uh, at that same number. Or maybe it's twenty seven and a half. We'll push it to minus one twenty five, minus one thirty, twenty eight and a half more, minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. But I, I, am I cr- like, especially if we think this game can bounce back to an over, like I'm not going to bet literally every player in this in the game to go over their point prop, but like. For me, it's overs or nothing just because the, the reaction to game four is way too strong when you consider, like, as defensive-minded as these teams are, we're, we're not getting another 184 combined point game. Like, there were so many injuries to deal with. I mean, I, I, this just feels like a huge – all the props to me feel like a big overreaction to what happened in a, an anomalous game four. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, so as I said a little earlier in the show, this is Tuesday that the three of us are recording this episode, so we don't have a ton. Uh, we, we actually have a good amount of props. We don't have all of the props. One thing we don't have right now is Marcus Smart. Is there, Funston, any angles here? Any pre-Marcus Smart news angles that you think we can attack over these next, I don't know, probably 24 hours or so before we get clarification on what Marcus Smart's status is going to be? No, if he plays, I'll be interested in his assists, which have, you know he's he's been just regularly going over. Even points, mm-hmm. he's been regularly going over. But uh, no, I'm staying away from that. I'm not sure I'm pivoting off to anything else either. It's not there's you know there's not um, I don't know what's the pivot on Marcus Smart, and you know I mean the, so uh, yeah. I'm focusing on the big guys. First of all, Al Horford, his his over uh, under is nine and a half rebounds he's gone 13 and 14 the last two games so uh i'm gonna take him to get double figures again and i'm gonna take bam on under eight and a half which seems kind of weird but he's been under this like six of his last eight games uh one of the games he went over when he is only 10 point rebound game in, in a long long time he had to play 41 minutes you know so and he only got to 10 so and you get plus 115 on the under eight and a half he's been sitting eight or under uh an awful lot so those were the two that interested me, the big guys. Um, but yeah, we're getting into that kind of the unknowns with a lot of the, the the guards and the swing guys that are kind of banged up, and we're not getting props, and it's sort of mm-hmm. hard to wade through the uncertainty. 
It is. I, I would say that there is the, the opportunity, if there is any, is more just like, so like, I'm going to use Jalen Brown as my example again, because I just, you know, you guys understand my infatuation with Jalen Brown <laughs> at this point. 24 and a half plus 100 is the point prop on him. If Marcus Smart plays, that's re- that's really not going to move. I think it's maybe slightly influenced by Marcus Smart uncertainty right now, but it's not like it's going to move that much. So I would say that like there's there's opportunity to get in on him at the plus one hundred. Maybe it becomes twenty four and a half minus one hundred five if we get news that Marcus Smart or if and when we get news that Marcus Smart is playing, or maybe it moves in the other direction if we get word that Marcus Smart's not playing. Twenty four and a half, uh, you know, becomes a little bit different. Twenty five and a half to get plus one hundred on Jalen Brown, something like that. So I would say. There, if you like guys who are obviously, if you already like guys who are obviously tied to Marcus Smart playing, then maybe you want to do that uh, now or wait, depending on what you like. I wouldn't say that there's an angle to play right now that you wouldn't play already. Like you sort of have to like the guy already before you went and said, "Oh, and then Marcus Smart maybe is out, so I'll do this." Well, I mean, Marcus Smart has had no bearing on Jalen Brown whatsoever. Yeah. The first game yeah. of the series, Marcus Smart didn't play. Jalen Brown had 24. The second game, Smart had 24. Jalen Brown had 24. Third game, Smart's there. He has 16. Jalen Brown has 40. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then he doesn't play, and Jalen Brown has nothing. So, like, it, it hasn't mattered, you know, and Peyton right, Pritchard right. kind of takes, fills the point void that Marcus Smart leaves behind when he doesn't play. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, so there's no bearing there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat that at yeah. all. And so I, yeah, I know you like Jalen Brown. You like getting plus odds on what he normally, you know, delivers anyway. So yeah. there you go. Dan, you ready to go back to the Victor Oladipo well this, uh, this game? Uh, no, because I, I think Miami's <laughs> offense is going to be more complete, and I think that was kind of a of the moment thing where he he took advantage because someone had. I think going into Game Four, Miami's game plan had to be all right. Oh, Depot, you're going to have to score because we're not sure who else will. I think in Game Five, it's probably going to be a little bit back to normal, a little bit more. Where I'm not as sure. The one I'm looking at, and I'm I don't think I can quite pull the trigger is Tatum I've been kind of watching this one and of course you know I played it for two games and lost I don't play it last game and he goes over and I'm just like okay great uh but like <laughs> look the the game two one when he he ba- I mean we're calling that a win as far as a call like he had 27 points in three quarters and they didn't need him to play the fourth that's you know that's right, different right. um good process yeah exactly yeah and you know and then game three was you know that weird injury but he wasn't scoring anyway that was strange I think it's actually probably a pretty good line right now. I I still I still think it you know it's only minus one hundred five for the over. I kind of like the over again, but I I'm too gun shy after I've played this uh, in the last three games, hitting two losses and then not playing it. And he goes over. So, but I still think that's that's an interesting one to watch. And I think it's pretty much a bellwether for the series, right? Like. Miami needs to limit him. You know, game three, he did nothing and they won relatively comfortably. So, um, I don't know. This is a weird one. The whole series is weird. It's like a lot of up and down. And Tatum's, I think, been a perfect uh, example of that. All right, let's wrap up the show with the following. Give me your lean on the side. And if you would actually bet it, your lean on the total. And if you would actually bet it and your favorite prop, Funston, take it first. Uh, I my lean on the side is Miami. I'm going money line is plus 100. I would I I would bet that more than I want to mess around with the over. My lean on is or my lean on the total is the over. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I would be more inclined to back Miami than to bet the over. And favorite prop? Uh, my favorite prop 
it's juice high is is a Horford over on rebounds. He, like I said, thirteen and fourteen. He's been he's been snatching up. That's probably my favorite. I like Struce on the over eleven and a half points at plus one hundred as well. All right, Dan, what do you got for a side total favorite prop? Uh, I lean Miami. I love the over. So I'm, I'm Funston, but a little flipped mm-hmm. on which one I like better. Mm-hmm. As far as prop, I'm way too scarred by Struce, although I do agree that the shot attempts were there, and that's probably a good thing. But I can't bet an over on a guy who just put in zero. <laughs> that's too too bleak. <laughs> uh, I think I like the Horford over rebounds. I don't want to steal all of Funston's plays. But um, uh, the points in these this series has just been too random it seems like i i'm kind of gun shy by the point so i I think something like a rebounds jalen brown you could go rebounds too might actually might prefer the jalen brown rebounds one yeah he's been money on that yeah for sure yeah he he really has been money on that and so that's a good one to go with uh my uh lean on the side celtics and i am taking it my lean on the total over not quite there yet but uh could definitely see myself getting there i would say that's more like a that's like a 70 30 as we sit here right now for me and then my favorite prop I'll, I'll just round this out by going to a familiar theme from this episode stealing from funston something funston mentioned before he started recording jalen brown's pro, uh, points is at 24 and a half the rebounds is at six and a half the total points plus rebounds is at 30 and a half but those two props add up to 31 so i'll follow that logic and say jalen brown goes over 30 and a half points plus rebounds as my favorite prop for game five of the eastern conference finals a prop i wouldn't bet on is this game close because it has not <laughs> been close in any of these games this series maybe we finally get a game that is worth watching in the fourth quarter in game five we will have to wait just a little bit to find out what the case is there thanks so much for joining us on this episode of best in the board for funston dan i am michael beller good luck happy betting we'll talk to you soon see you <laughs>